but through Christ we're able to pick up life again. Be made alive. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. <coughs> to have life and have it more abundantly than what we can do ourselves. He's done that for us. What a good, loving Savior and Lord that He is. That He cares for us. And He sits there at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for you and me. He's not finished using you. He's not finished using me. He's still got work for us to do. Sometimes people will say, I'm never going to do that. And I say, don't ever say never. Don't ever say never. But you just might have to eat those words. I'm never going to do that. Sometimes they'll say it in relation to People doing things in the world. I'm never going to do that. And I say, well, the only way to help from not doing that is to add a handle to that and say, with the Lord's help, the Lord's help, I don't ever want to do that. So I don't want to ever do it again. But I don't want to ever back up to an old sinful path and walk that rugged path again, that path of death and destruction. I want to walk in the path that leads to life. Amen. Leads to life. Everlasting. I'm going to use a few <coughs> passages tonight to deal with a thought I just said. Using the word never. 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 To say never means uh, not ever. That's a part of the definition of it. Not ever. When I say never. Or at no time. At no time. Not going to do that. Or at no time has this ever happened. Or that's never happened. This has never took place. But with God all things are what? Possible. Not in any way or any condition. The word never will be used. Not in any way. No, sir. Not in any condition. If someone would say that our Lord was never perfect, yes, he was perfect. And he never committed a sin. He never, at no time, ever committed any sin. <coughs> in any condition, in any way, he never, never displeased the Father. He never done that that was wrong. And he's wanting to help you and I in this world to never sin again, to turn from our sin, and to never sin again, but to hold to him and cling to him trust him day to day for our salvation. Can that be attainable? Yes, it can be attainable. Only through him. I can't do it through myself. You can't do it through yourself. But through him, all things are possible. Amen. We can do that. Yes, we can. You got your Bibles tonight with you? Or, or there? If you go to Matthew, the ninth chapter. 
I like that Hebrews 13 and 5. You hear that sometimes on the radio. We say it. And he'll never, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Leaving has to be on our part, doesn't it? But he will never, never leave us. Praise the Lord. In Matthew, the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 32, it said, And as, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitude marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. Now, I don't know how many was in this multitude, if it was hundreds or if it was a few thousand that possibly was in this multitude. It could have been under a hundred. I don't know. But the multitude of people that saw what took place with this dumb man that was possessed with the devil. He couldn't speak. And many times the word dumb is also used in the passage of scripture in relating to not even hearing. Know that the dumb, he was mute that he couldn't hear, couldn't speak. He couldn't talk. He couldn't hear. The dumb. And they said, the multitude said, I never saw it. So in Israel. There's things that you and I have seen since we've been serving the Lord. That have we not been serving the Lord. Not have been in the house of God. Not have been with the people of God. There have probably been many things that you and I would not have saw. But I saw some things happen. I saw some people healed. I saw some bones that were healed instantly and foot that were stretched and made whole. I saw some things that happened that I would never have saw if I hadn't been in God's house among his people. If I hadn't been sitting under the preaching and teaching of God's word, listening and believing the things he said, if so, and it's all possible, it's all possible to happen today. We have a lot today in this world that they can't hear, they can't speak. I've got a 13 going on 14 year old great nephew. He was uh, close to a couple months old before they really detected that he was not here. He wasn't here. And he can sign like you wouldn't believe. But he doesn't hear today. My niece went down to St. Augustine. She moved down there so she could put him in that school. There's a deaf school there. They got a very strong school at St. Augustine. And I really commended her for making that effort and that move on her part to do what she could to help him. And he can look at you and read your lips. So if you whisper in her suicide, if he's got his eyesight on you, he'll catch what you say. <laughs> He'll pick up on what you said. He's a pretty sharp little fellow. You know, and, and, and watching your lips and being able to sign. He, I said, I need to learn how to sign. I can do this. <laughs> you 
know that I can do this. I'm not real good on the sign. I said, if I was around him a little bit, he probably could teach me some things at the pearl. But the, the multitude that was watching this, though, they said they'd never seen it so in Israel. And there's miracles still happening today, still taking place today in this world. And just because that there's times that many of us may not see some of those miracles that's happening today. I know we pray many times for various people with certain conditions that they're not able to, to function, not able to, to get about, maybe crippled in some sins or uh, because of, we've been, you know, praying for my sister with her blinded eyes, Brother Donald's eyesight, Sister Carol's eyesight. Been praying for those with special needs and 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 the mercies of God to be bestowed upon them, to give them healing, to give them deliverance of the afflictions and and whatever has taken place in their life, to, to renew that and to restore that in their life. Oh, to bring them out of rejoicing in the Lord. You know, every time God does something great in a person's life that man can't do, that no doctor can do. Those that believe in God have a way of rejoicing and praising the Lord around them. And they, they usually aren't very quiet about it. Especially uh, the person that it happens to. I'd like to think about this one man. All of a sudden he couldn't speak or if he couldn't hear, whichever the case was, maybe it might have been both of them. He couldn't hear nor speak. And all of a sudden, because of what the Lord had done to him, give him deliverance from that affliction in his life, that he began to rejoice in the Lord. I don't think he ran away from him real quick. I think he hung around the Lord and he was very happy at what Jesus had done to him. What had taken place in his life. I've seen people that they were healed in a church service. And they were all too happy to share with others in the church service. How good they felt. What the blessings of God had done in their life. And they wanted to share that with others. They weren't quick to get up and <coughs> run out the door and leave. You know, They want others to see their happiness. To feel their happiness and their joy. Amen. Of what had taken place. Because something that had never taken place, never happened in his life, all of a sudden, he was awakened. He was awakened with that sense. We talked about the five senses that God gives us that we are born naturally with. The seeing, hearing, and tasting, and smelling, and touching those senses. And if we're born without those senses, we don't know what they're like until they're awakened in our lives. Amen. And this dumb man didn't know what that was like until it was awakened in his life. And I believe that there was great rejoicing that took place. I believe that man was happy. Amen. I believe he had some happy feet. He might have danced around for a good while rejoicing and praising the Lord. Amen. I've seen a few do that. You probably have too. Praise the Lord. And it said that that the, the Pharisee said he casteth out devils through the prince of devils. Oh, they had sure a lack of understanding. They had a, I mean, a, 
very loss of understanding of what Jesus was doing and who he was. See, he went about, verse 35, and all the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. What a tremendous work that he done. He didn't let what the Pharisees say about him hinder his work. He didn't let their bad mouthings of him hinder his work, his good that he was going to do among people. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Mark, the second chapter. We find in Mark, the second chapter, a man healed of palsy, a man that was crippled. Crippled. Not able to walk for himself. Had to have someone else to carry him, someone else to tow him, someone else to move him about. A man that was crippled. There he was on a bed. He had to rely on others to tend to him, to care for him. In many ways, because he wasn't able, he couldn't work, he couldn't provide for himself. I don't know if he might would get down and by any means could crawl. I don't know. But he was a crippled man. It says he was on the bed. And it says that that they were in the house. They were in the Lord's house at Capernaum. Said, uh, and straightway in verse, in chapter 2 of Mark, verse 2, straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was not room to receive them. He <laughs> said, no, not so much as at the door. There were so many people piled in. And he preached the word to them. You know what happens? The Lord usually preaches the word, then the miracles come. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> many times he would share the gospel, and then in sharing the gospel, then he would back it up with signs and wonders, with miracles. He'd back up what he just spoke about. About his piles and authority. Then there he was preaching the word of God to him and said, They come unto him, bring him one that was sick of the palsy, which was born of four. Young man, something happened. He'd had an accident or whatever as a small boy, become very crippled. Of course, that put his life in a different category of how to live different condition of the way to live. And it said when they could not come nigh to him because of so many gathered at the door, they couldn't push their way through. What did they do? It said they uncovered the roof. Now you've heard this story, I'm sure. We've had it for Sunday school lessons. They uncovered the roof. I know they'd have a little problem more so of this tin roof. They had to be sure and get them screws out of there. And I reckon they had old wood slats back then that they started yanking them wood slats that was was lapped on one to another from the top to the bottom. Brother Kent, they started snatching them things off. Getting them off. We gotta get this man down to Jesus. This man has done miracles. He's done wonders for people. 
this guy to heal. They broke up the roof and so they let the man down in the bed that he was laying on. Jesus saw their faith. He saw their faith. You know what? Sometimes people are going to see your faith. You might have to put forth a little work for them to see it. Because your spoken faith might not be enough to convince them that you've got faith in God. But if they see the works, like James said, he said, you show me your faith and I'll show you mine by my works. So they saw, said he saw their faith. And he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. What do you reckon the, the young boy was doing? You reckon he was just calling out, Jesus, Jesus. Then they'll tell him what might have been transpiring there, taking place. He was calling on Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me. You know, he, he may have just been repeated that over and over. I don't know. But said there were certain of the scribes sitting there reasoning in their hearts. There's always, there's always sometimes those sitting around that's got doubts. There's always those sitting around sometimes that if they'll let Satan use them, he'll use them to criticize, to speak shame in some way towards something good that may happen. And so they were reasoning in their hearts. Why do this man speak such blasphemies? Speaking of Jesus. Who can forgive sins but only God? Or God only? This man came. Well, they didn't know this man. See, they were too busy being religious. They missed out on what salvation was. They hadn't been awakened. Their senses of the inner man hadn't been awakened by faith to what salvation was. They was too busy being religious. They were just religious people. They were set on being religious. Letter of the law. Boy, you got to do this. If you don't do this just right, then it ain't going to work. You got to do it this way. Of course, we know what they did. They added to, added to more and more commandments. Why this man speak such blasphemy? God's the only one that can forgive this man of his sins. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said, why do you reason these things in your heart? Why are you sitting there reasoning these things in your heart? Do you not have faith? Where is your faith? If you're a very religious servant, such a religious people or a religious group, why don't you have faith? Why don't you believe in God with faith instead of it's got to be this way? It's got to be through the law. It's got to be through the letter. Of course, he told them it's easier for, to say, he said, is it, is it easier to say to the sick of palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take thy bed and walk? What would have been easier for me to do? He said, but that you may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sin. I'm glad. I'm glad he shared that with him. See, he, in, in, in his miracle working that he was doing, 
and the things that, that, that he was ministering, he just didn't let them off the hook of helping them to understand. Let, let me give you some understanding here. Let me really give you something to think on and really truly reason of what faith is and what forgiveness is. So I say it to thee. He said, man, or he said, but you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. And he said unto the sick of palsy, I said to thee, he said, arise, take thy bed, and go thy way into thy house. And immediately, and immediately he arose, took his bed, and went forth before all before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed. And glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. We never saw it done like this. It's supposed to be done a certain way. Got to be handled a certain way. But Jesus just spoke with authority. Yeah. He didn't say, Oh, you got to go through this act and this cleansing and they got to be taken here and they got to go through this ritual and that ritual. This has got to happen. And then possibly, possibly then his sins will be forgiven. Sacrifices has got to be made. All these things has got to be in order. Everything's got to be carried out. Then, then maybe the sins will be forgiven. But he just spoke with authority. Hallelujah. Thy sins will be forgiven. And immediately, he arose. He got his bed in the water. They said, we never saw it in this fashion before. House was packed. You know, I like to see a good packed house when God's moving. <laughs> For the benefit of God moving. Amen. Not because I just want a packed house for a number, but I want people to see when God's moving. Hey, this is real. This has happened. Amen. This is a sure thing. Amen. God's at work among his people. Those that trust him, he's at work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God's at work. Moving among his people. I love to have a packed house. People get those stretched necks. <laughs> Looking down there, you know, why? Why? Praise the Lord. Praise the Hey, Paul, was some stretched necks in this house. They were stretching their necks, you know, looking at somebody and saying, why, why, why? That man right there, look at him, and all of a sudden when he got up off of that bed, grabbed that bed up, you bet he's just walking on there like, <laughs> See y'all, I bet he was a little uh, uh, I bet he was having him a little jig. He might have just went around a few times, you know, <laughs> taking that bed and going around and shaking it. Hey, Amen. Might have lifted it up. Praise God and dance a little bit and call it glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Before he exited the house. Amen. Amen. Because he never had nothing like that to happen. He'd be. <laughs> But they said, we never saw it on this fashion. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of things that people in this world so far, and a lot of church people that haven't seen the things of God. They ain't seen the move of God. Amen. Amen. They ain't seen God move. 
in small things and in big things. Many times people are waiting for something big, supernatural, something just astronomical, something huge to take place. When God likes to move little George in little things. Amen. Amen. He'll move in little things. I had a headache, but you know what? They prayed for me, it's gone. Yeah. My foot was hurt, they prayed for me. Hey, it's gone. Amen. He likes to work in the little things and do work through us, in us. Amen. That we never saw in this fashion. Who with me now to Acts the 14th chapter? Acts the 14th chapter. to the message of God's word. They were healed. They were healed. I've been chosen of the Lord just like Paul. You've been chosen of the Lord just like Brother Paul. We got a work to do. Amen. And there's a bunch of nevers out there. It's never happened this way. It's never been done like this before. That don't mean that God can't do it. 
just like you being his mouthpiece that he's choosing you at that moment to speak what he would be standing there saying himself. Amen. And what you're saying is going forth with power going forth with conviction. Amen. Going forth with clarity. I'm hearing him. I'm hearing him loud. Praise God. I believe he's talking to me now. That preacher's talking to me. That brother and sister's talking to me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do to get up and run out or run in. I don't know which to do. <laughs> Satan will tell you to run out. The Lord will tell you to run in. Get in as deep as you can. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And someone responds to that. And God does a healing. Healing is a, is a word we talk about a lot as believers, as children of God. We talk about it a lot. But Hancock, God still heals. Yes, he, he still heals. He's not changed. He's the same today. He's the same as he was yesterday. Yes. He'll be the same tomorrow. Yes. He's the very same. And there's things that he still wants to do. I believe he's waiting to do. And we always want God when we pray for the Lord. We want, we want to see your people, your children here. That's our desire. Sometimes we don't see an instant, immediate move of God doing that at the moment. She may leave and walk away, and it may happen later. But don't we pray for your eyesight? Oh, I'll have to my son. see immediate healings of God. 
not take place. Thank you, But God doesn't heal immediately right then and there. He doesn't bring the healing. I'm still going to believe that he's going to. That he's going to do it. Because he loves his children. He said no good would be withhold from us. Amen. And this for a sure thing. God will heal us. He'll heal us in this life or he'll take us home. That'll be our ultimate healing. If it's time to depart, we're going to receive our ultimate healing. We'll be healed. Completely made whole when we stand before him. He wants us to believe. God specializes in endeavors. Adam never happened. We're going to say never. Might happen. With God, all things are possible. Don't ever say never. Amen. Don't say it can't ever happen. It can't happen. I believe it will happen. It's like our family that are lost. I love them. I'm going to keep praying for yours and keep praying for mine. To believe that it will happen. Amen. I don't know how and I don't know when. I don't know they may have to go, go through some kind of sickness and get on their deathbed, so to speak. But at that time, hopefully they'll call out to the Lord that they'll be saved. Amen. I don't know if the people through the years that I've led to him on their deathbed. And in their earlier years, they had that word never. Never going to go to church. I'm never going to serve the Lord. I don't believe none of that. Don't say that. God can change your life in just a few moments. He can change your life. And that never will be a different situation in your life. told people before, I've said, you know, they've had a knowledge against someone had such a division in their family. Or, you know, on their job or something, and I say, well, go and ask forgiveness. I'm not going to do it. I ain't never going to do that. You're going to be a big man as you think you are. You're know? going to be as big as you think you are. God can bring you down. You know? He calls it to be mighty hard for you. It sure be easier on you if you just went and asked for Jesus. You know, you forgive me. I did you wrong. And if you did me wrong, still go and say, I forgive you. I forgive you. You did me wrong. I forgive you. Amen. That's where the true work of God comes into play. Because I don't want to never never miss heaven. I don't want to never miss heaven. I don't want to miss eternal life that the Lord has prepared for those that love Him. And I never want to go to hell. And I never want to see others go to hell. 
Never have a desire. Oh, just rot them off. Let them just go on their way. They'll wind up in hell. I don't want a soul. Not a soul. But I want to wish to go to hell. Because that's a place where the torment is never ending. And you can never escape. Can never escape. Mm. I don't want to never let my heart get in that condition. When the Lord's help, it won't. With the Lord's help, it won't get in that condition. Praise God. certain man at Lister and Paul said stand up on your feet he said you leap anymore Like a few people I've heard that I've experienced being in service with, and they received something from the Lord, and guess what? He said, I got it! I got it! They either received something spiritual from the Lord, they were sanctified or baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, or they were healed, or they got the revelation more of who Christ was in their life. I got what you were saying, preacher. I got it now. I got the message, what you're saying. I know now the work I need to do and must do for my Lord.
for their need to be met. Brought that man. Let, let that bed man. All those people. And I thought when I was thinking over this and praying about it this afternoon, I thought, you know, we let down the fleshly desires that we may have in our life that's not helping us one bit. We let those things down. Amen. Let them down. And let faith, because when that young man went down on his bed, he arose and he, he came up from there a new man. Come up rejoicing. Come up praising the Lord. Come up healed. Come up. Come up. And I said, there's some things that we need just to let down. Let down some ways. Let down. Let down some things of self that we don't need. Let's let some of those things down. Put them down out of our life. Away from our life. Whatever God hands us, let's use it for His glory. Whatever He gives us, let's work for His glory. See God do what He wants to do to us. Never seen it like this. We want to see some unusual things that God's going to do among us and among His people. Got to let ourselves down to him where he's at. And to walk where he's at, we've got to let ourselves down to him to the place that he's at. Let ourselves down to him to work. God, God just, you know, we can throw it, throw it off as if we could just say, well, we know we got to humble ourselves down to where God is, to where he can exalt us, he can use us in his new time. Let ourselves down to his level. Where he wants to use us at, what he wants to do. If we keep ourselves high-minded, my hindrance to being used of the Lord. He's not going to be able 